Welcome, 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 welcome to the Barnabas Speaks podcast. I am your host, Cloyd Brown. I'd like to welcome you to Barnabas Speaks. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for my return listeners. Thank you for continuously coming back. I am so excited about this week. So excited about recording. I have several reasons why I'd be excited. If you follow me on Facebook and Instagram or even Twitter, you would know that just this week, a couple days ago, actually, I was, uh, I, uh, I applied and I submitted my podcast to be on both iTunes podcast and Google Play podcast, and they both got approved. And so we are now on iTunes and Google Play as well as we are still on SoundCloud. I want to thank each and every last one of you guys that have given me congratulations and support. I'm thankful and I'm grateful. Once again, if you're not following me on social media, you can follow me on Cloyd Stefan Brown on Facebook and at Cloyd Brown on Instagram at Gentleman Cloyd on Twitter and I want to thank each and every last one of you guys for continuously uh, supporting me liking the the page liking the podcast giving me great feedback everything that you say comes back and I do take it all in so that's something else that I'm excited about I'm excited about the podcast being on both different platforms so that way it's for your convenience really because most people either have an Android or they have a uh, iPhone. And with that being said, they they either they listen they like to listen to podcast either from their iTunes podcast account or their Google Play account, and so allows all my listeners to have it at their convenience. So I'm glad for that. Secondly, what else I'm excited about? I have a new microphone. You cannot see it, but I have a new microphone. And when you're going through, when you when you're trying something new, and you're you are taking a leap, a step, a leap of faith. Um, you, you get excited about the small things. I think that oftentimes when we're trying to do something big or we're trying to do something new, we do not take the time to celebrate. You don't take time to acknowledge the small victories that we have. If you follow me on social media, you know that I, I was saying on these posts that I was talking about, the iTunes and the Google Play, I said small victories. We have to take those time to celebrate the small victories and the small achievements. So this microphone is my new achievement. When you get excited about that new technology, that new thing that's going to help to excel to your, not just your brand, but just your product. I want to give out a good product. A friend of mine, a brother of mine, he always says everything in excellence. So that's my goal is to do this in excellence. And I really do hope that this blesses you, that, that the sound comes through clear and crisp but let us get started on this week's podcast so if you have been listening i had been if you have been listening the last couple weeks you know that the past two weeks i have been doing uh topics or titles from jonathan mcreynolds cd that has blessed me so much last week i I called the cd make way but the cd is actually make room so please forgive me for that error the cd is by jonathan jonathan mcreynolds rather and it's called make room and the cd the album has blessed me i keep on saying cd like i'm walking around with a physical cd and i know that most people don't really walk around with physical cds anymore so whether you do mp3 whether you do itunes or google play definitely go check it out it is a blessing it is a blessing blessing blessings bless me so the past two weeks i have been doing from the, the title comparison kills but this week i want to do the topic cycles cycles and uh i love this album because it speaks on real issues that we have 
as people, whether you're a Christian, whether you're not, whether you're black, whether you're white or you're Hispanic, or whether you're a man or you're a woman, no matter what different categories you find yourself, Republican or Democrat, you can relate to these topics because they're real topics. And so this week's is cycle cycles. And if you know me and you've been listening to this podcast for any the short amount of time that we've been on, you know that this podcast is about faith. It's about empowerment. It's about encouragement. And so everything I always kind of gear back towards the, the Bible. And so I, I have a particular scripture that I've been looking at. But if you actually look at the Bible, excuse me, if you actually look at the Bible, you will realize that the people of God, the Israelites, are going through cycles. It's just a cycle of things. And, and so I felt like there really wasn't a particular scripture that, it's not that it's not a particular scripture that doesn't identify it, but I want to help you understand that everyone, even from the beginning of time, had this cycle of something that they're going through cycles with. And so, and I'm only going to speak about me, and this is, I want to give a disclaimer, I want to give the disclaimer. Uh, in these, uh, in my podcast, when we speak and when we talk, what I something I try to do is be as transparent and honest, as as straightforward as possible. And a lot of times I speak on things that I know and who what I know is me, and I know my challenges and my struggles. And so what I want to say is that if you listen to this and you are in the in the vicinity of of young kids and. Uh, I would not listen to this episode with them. Uh, I will. Some of it is not going to be anything that's too vulgar, but I will talk about certain things. I can only tell you about my cycles, and that's going to be about certain things within my own personal sex life uh, growing up and some of the cycles I went through. And so if you're not ready to have that conversation, I would not listen to it any further without uh, without having that conversation or removing your, your young child or the young adolescent from the room. Now, with that being said, with all disclaimers out there, let's get started. Cycles. Now, when I first heard this song, uh, one of the verses that really stood out to me is that the devil learns from your mistakes even when you don't. And that's really what a cycle is about, is not learning from your mistake. Like, you repeat a cycle because you don't learn from your mistake. And sometimes, let's say if it's a good cycle, is that you are repeating what worked. When it's a bad cycle, even if it... Even if you don't realize it didn't work, you're still going to repeat what what felt like work. You can only go back onto habits. And if you think about habits, and they say that 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 it takes 21 days to form a habit. And so I would say that it takes 21 days, really, to form a cycle. And uh, the scripture that I was looking at was uh, is actually in Exodus chapter 32. And if you're familiar with the Bible, this is the where the Moses is on the mountain uh, speaking with God, getting the Ten Commandments, getting instructions for everything that is to take place. And while he's doing that, they build a golden calf because they're worried about Moses not coming down. So they build this golden calf to praise and to worship. And they begin dancing around the golden calf. And God tells Moses what's going on. And he calls his people stiff-necked, and stiff-necked is in a grand, a better way to say it is that they're stubborn and they're unwilling to change. And a lot of times that the cycles that we have happen because we are unwilling to change. We're unwilling to think about a different way of doing things. 
And so one of the, of course, when you think cycle, I think a bicycle, I think a unicycle. And I just think about just a wheel turning. And you think about it, it's just a wheel turning. And if you were in the room with me, you would see that I'm just turning my finger in a circle. And it's just, it's just a wheel turning. And sometimes cycles can be good. Uh, we understand that the that like life operates on the cycle. Whether you think about a woman's menstrual cycle, where you think about the actual year, 365 days that the earth, that, that we orbit around the sun, that and the revolutions and things of that nature. And so we understand that that life is built on cycles. But you have just like you have good cycle, you would have good cycles and you have bad cycles. And sometimes we we get so caught up in the in, in our cycles that we don't realize that some of our bad cycles are killing us. They're, they're disrupting our our ability to achieve. They're disrupting our ability to live our life to the fullest. What's going on now is saying, live your best life. But some of our cycles are, are keeping us from living our best life, life. And as you go through the Bible, whether you go, you go from Genesis to Malachi, all the way really up to, to the Gospels, what you see is that the people of God are living in a perpetual cycle where they are in trouble God delivers them. They turn away from God and then they cry to God for help. He comes and delivers them again and it goes in that cycle and it keeps on going. And that's what our cycles look like. And I can only speak of me. I can only speak of the things that I've struggled with. And as far as I am concerned, one of the, my biggest struggles in my life, and I, whether it's, it was my sinning, whether it was my... Uh, my just my struggle of trying to understand who I was. It had always been sexual, uh, and it, it's always it's something I always struggled with. And I and for example, I remember uh, the very first time I discovered pornography, uh, and it started off very, uh, if you will, benign, very something very small. Uh, I think that uh, I was staying up late and. I heard about the, and I call it pornography, but just some just things that I struggle with. Uh, and I, I heard about the uh, the phone, the sex phone calls, and the one nine hundred numbers. And then I was watching TV, and I what, they, what you call soft porn on 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 Cinemax, or and uh, and so and so you kind of watch that, and it kind of opened me up to that thing. And so and so these different things, and to the point to where I uh, found pornography in my house, and those different things, and I and I watched it, and what ended up happening was that. In my heart of all hearts and my spirit of all spirits, because I've, I've been in church and I've believed in God for a very long time, and I knew that it wasn't right. Uh, it wasn't right for me, and it wasn't right. And so it was always a struggle. And so what would happen was I would start watching it, and then I would realize and I would get my pleasure from it. And then immediately after, after I've gotten my pleasure from it, I would know that it was wrong and I would be convicted and I said I got to stop this thing and so I would stop and I would resist for a while on my own accord I would try to resist in my own accord this is not with prayer or anything like that I just it was convicted and I said I need to stop and so what ends up happening is that I uh, I I stopped for a little bit and I struggled through and then something happens that pushed me right back into that cycle and I, here I go again I watch it and then I and then I realize that I need to stop because I felt convicted and I walk away come and I, then something happens in my life whether it's things going to my family and I go back to it but never praying about it never really trying to seek true help and so this goes on really from I guess you could say at a very young age 
till young teenage life until probably I'm 23, 24. Uh, I know that I was in the Air Force, and uh, how I uh, and this is the, this is one of the things where I tell you that how you're going to disrupt your cycle. And so I ended up talking to someone, and they uh, they I ended up no. I, let me rewind back. I was ministering at a prison. I'll never forget it. Uh, my friend, my brother Antoine, uh, pastor at the time, Pastor Frederick Thompson, my brother, Pastor uh, Keith Gaucher. And uh, at the time, uh, uh, Michael Christopher Robinson, uh, minister rather, Christopher Robinson. Uh, I think he's an elder now. I'm not sure if he's a pastor now. We have, uh, because of the military, we kind of lost touch. But Yes, and so I remember all this. I remember clearly the day, and I and I express and I give my testimony the thing that I'm struggling with, and then I don't give the testimony as if I. It's like sometimes we like to give the testimony after we have conquered the test, and sometimes you got to give the testimony while you're in the test, in order so that way you can find deliverance, and so. I go in there and I tell them I'm in the prison. I'm telling. And I'm just introducing myself and telling my story and some of the things that I struggle with, and. And so we never think about it. They, they, they all felt uh, they understood, especially being in prison, they understood. And so we go away and I, uh, I leave. And then so the next day, I'll never forget. Uh, uh, elder, I'm going to say elder because I think I know he was an elder. Elder uh, Christopher Robinson uh, reaches out to me and say, hey, man, let's uh, let's meet up. Let's have a conversation. Let's talk. And he he uh, he reached out to me, lets me know some things about him and how he he overcame it. And he tells me uh, that, uh, hey, this is what happened. And this is what this is what helped me. And it really kind of shook me up to say, okay, yeah, I'm not the only one. The greatest thing is that there, one one of the, the tricks of the devil is to let you feel like you're the only one, like you're the only one struggling with this thing. And and the and how he does that is that he makes you so embarrassed because you're already convicted. And I'm not even just talking about pornography and uh, and sexual immorality, any of those things. I'm talking about in all things, like no matter what, if you if you have bad credit, if you have uh if you have an addiction, addiction to shopping, uh, small things that it seems like, oh man, addiction to shopping, yeah, that's like a big problem. Well, if you don't have the money to pay for it, it is a problem. But beside that, whatever it is, uh, whether you watch too much TV and all you do is uh, watch Netflix and Netflix and Netflix and you binge watch and you binge watch and you don't get out your house, whatever it is that you are, that you feel like you're struggling with that convicts you, what you'll get the conviction. The conviction comes from God, but the, the thing that keeps you there is the enemy to make you feel he likes to isolate you and he'll wait till you feel like you're by yourself and to tell you that you, you are all alone and that there is nothing that you uh, that you can do about it, that you, you should be embarrassed shouldn't share these things and the thing is that there's freedom and sharing it's freedom and releasing the thing that is that is that you are holding on that's keeping you imprisoned a lot of times we think that we are a prisoner to our circumstances but really we have locked our own selves into our circumstances because we don't want to talk about it we don't want to share it and so we have this 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 cloud of embarrassment and the thing that's going to help us to release it is to really share the thing that we're struggling with and i'm not saying that you share with everyone and that you have to tell this person this person you have to do it like i did it none of those different things but what you can do 
It's shared with someone that you trust and that you realize that, hey, maybe I, I shared it with this person. And then you realize that by you releasing yourself from the embarrassment, it allows you to, to, to connect with someone that may be able to help you. It allows you from, you're already dealing and struggling with this thing, but now you also have to deal with the fact that you feel like you have this great secret that you're holding on to and now becomes a weight. But it, when you allow yourself to be released from the embarrassment, it allows you to lift that weight off of you. Whatever it is that you feel like you're struggling with, that you and some things it may not even be that you feel convicted, but it's some things that you're trying to work through. Maybe you're trying to be a better organizer. Maybe you're trying to be more more disciplined in your your workouts. Maybe you're trying to to, to be more disciplined in your, your your diet and the things that you eat and your lifestyle. And maybe it's those small things, and we won't speak up and reach out for help or even look for different ways to get help because we have this embarrassment. We feel like it's just us. But the re, when you realize you begin to talk to someone, even the person that loves to go to the gym, they still you may find that they struggle to get up in the morning to go to the gym. That they don't want to get up in the morning. That they struggle to meal plan and meal prep. And you. Really realize that it is not just you and that there's this, this this army of people that feel just like you that have have these tick these uh, tricks of the trade and have these 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 cheat codes to life and that they can help you and th- then you really have a buffet of ways to figure out how to get through this thing because this person this person sets their alarm clock 30 minutes early so by the time they snooze three times they, they wake up on time to go to the gym and so you may find those different things this person may have to trick themselves and you have this buffet of options to help you to get through this thing that you're struggling with and it, see sometimes we we think bad you think the only bad cycle especially in the church we think only all bad cycles are, are sin related cycles and it's not necessarily sin related it's this thing that you that you're struggling with and you're trying to break out this cycle you're trying to break out of the cycle of 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 being complacent, this cycle of procrastination, this cycle of not getting up for the gym and you keep on sleeping in, you keep on sleeping in, you got this gym membership that you're paying for, you're paying hundreds of dollars, but you're not going. And so you're wasting your money, but you know that you want to keep the membership because you want to go to the gym. I'm speaking for my own sake, but you know, you want to keep the, you want to keep the membership. And so you're trying to find a way to break this cycle of wasting your money and going to the gym. And the reality is that some of the challenges is that we've been taught to hold it in and not share it with anybody. And we will be able to free ourselves if we didn't have this cloud of embarrassment that said that I am the only one that struggles with this thing. And what I want to tell you, beloved, is that you're not the only one. There's someone in your circle. There's someone in your network that is struggling with the same thing. And they 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 have they or they struggled with the same thing and they have the ability to help you. They have the tools and the wisdom and the experience to help you, but they don't know you need help because the enemy has tricked you into thinking that you're in this all by yourself and that no one will be understand and that you should be embarrassed. And that's what I was going through, and and sometimes and there's things that and things I still go through, and that, and uh, I always say there's a cycle because it, it began it began when I I I and once again disclaimer I'm still speaking on things that are the sexual nature. So if you have a young child in the room, you may want to remove them. And so the. Uh, uh, when it came to sex is that when I uh, now had broken that barrier, uh, that barrier rather, and had premarital sex, uh, 
And once again, it would, it would come a time where um, I'm having sex with my girlfriend at the time, and and I, I would right afterwards I'd feel guilty. I feel the conviction, and I can, if I can be very, very clear and very honest with you, there'd be times where where God would 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 speak to me. I'm talking about immediately after. I mean, immediately after. Imagine the guilt of hearing God in your voice immediately after you finish doing the thing that you're doing, that you know that you shouldn't be doing, that you that the, the, the conviction in your heart tells you that you shouldn't be doing. That's that was me. And so imagine how that weighs in one on the relationship and ruins a relationship and two, how it weighs in on you trying to break this cycle. And so it would become a cycle. And now I have involved someone else in my cycle that I cannot break. And that's the thing is that that when we don't deal with the cycles of our lives, we don't deal with the thing that we're struggling with. We often, because we're relational people, we often involve other people in our cycles and they fall victim to our cycles and our that our ebbs and flows and our and our whims. And so imagine if I, if I can once again, I, I want this podcast to be as real as possible. So imagine how that feels to a person to one minute that, um, that they, they're, they're good enough for me to lay with. But the next minute I'm saying that I shouldn't do it. Imagine how that goes up and down. And I have now pulled this person into my cycle of saying that, 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 that I want to, I have this conviction that they may not have the same conviction that I have. And so now they don't see what's wrong with it because I have this conviction and it's my conviction and it's my conversation with God. And God is talking to me and let me know that I shouldn't be doing it, but I've pulled this person into my cycle because I have never dealt with my cycle. And so now they get pulled into my cycle and now they're involved in a cycle that they should have never been involved with. And that's what ends up happening. That's what ends up happening when, 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 when we do these things we, and we don't realize it, we don't realize that, that if we don't take hold and face our cycle, we don't learn from our cycle. We don't learn from our mistakes. That's really that it says the devil learns from our mistakes even when we don't. That's what the city. That's what the album says. John Wayne Reynolds make room cycles is that the devil learns from our mistakes even when we don't, and he knows oh, I can get them here. I, I know I can get them here. I, I know if I get them in the room. I know if I. If I, if, I, if I put this television show on, if, I, if, I, if, I, if the television show comes on or if this comes on or if I, if I, if I disrupt the, if, if there's traffic, they'll decide not to go to the gym or if it's if it's tra- if it's uh, if it's a late night at work, they won't do their homework to, to, to get that degree. They won't do all it's so many things that I can get them to come back in the cycle and I still got them going in cycles. And so we're in cycles. And we're in this cycle. And because we're relational people, and I repeat that, we often pull other people into our cycles when we don't face our cycles. And now they're in a cycle that they should have never been in because we weren't wise enough and we weren't uh, observant enough to realize that we were in the cycle. And that becomes a challenge because we have now put this burden on someone our burden on someone and we say oh man they're in relationship with me they take the good with the bad and that's true but you don't know what this cycle is going to do to them you don't know what this cycle is how this cycle is going to throw off their equilibrium keep them from living their best life keep them from doing the best that they can keep them from doing everything in excellence we don't know once we engage 
and putting our cycles and pulling other people into our cycles. And we understand that life is about cycles, but we have to realize we have to be at at the ability to figure out what's good and what is unhealthy for us. What, what, what is good and how do I go about it? And I said that uh, when the when uh, Elder Robinson pulled me aside and talked to me, it, it really shook me up. And I realized that if you think about I always think, so you know, I love movies and, and music. And so I'm not sure if y'all remember the, sh- the movie Big Daddy with Adam Sandler. And I just remember it when him and the, uh, his son or it ends up being his adopted son, if you will. Uh, or in the park, and he's putting out sticks to trip up the skateboarders and the bicyclers. And I realize that an only way to step a cycle is to put something in its path that disrupts the motion of the cycle. The only way to stop a cycle is to put something in its path to, that disrupts the motion of the cycle. A cycle is a circular motion, something that disrupts the circular motion and throws it off. And, the, and that's what has to happen. Whether it's a, and so the, the stick now disrupts the circular motion and it throws them off their cycle and it throws them off their path. Now, what happens with the Israelites is that I told you that they, they are going through cycles basically from Genesis to Malachi. And the stick that disrupts their cycle is Jesus Christ. And you want to be even more clear, the stick, the piece of wood that disrupts their cycle is the cross that Jesus Christ is on. And it disrupts the cycle. It gives them another way. It gives them a a way to switch their, 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 their motion and to go into a different direction that leads back to God. The cross, Jesus Christ on the cross and then risen again. Is what disrupts the cycle of death that the, the path that, that the children of Israel were on. And what I'm telling you today, beloved, is that you have to have some type of stick. Now, for some of you, for the, for as we have faith issues and we have issues of faith cycles or faithlessness cycles, we're going to need the cross. We're, there's some things that uh, the Bible says that there's some things that cannot. Uh, that, that can only come out from prayer and fasting. There's some things that can only be handled by spiritual ways. There's some things that can only be handled through spiritual methods. At some point, something that you need a spiritual stick. You need the cross and the blood of Jesus Christ to disrupt the motion of this endless cycle that is leading to death. And, and sometimes it's a shake and sometimes you need something else. Sometimes you need you need counseling and sometimes you need medicine and sometimes you need something that 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 will really just break this cycle. That would that would shake you up to where that it, it disrupts the motion that you're on. You need something to disrupt the motion of the cycle. And so I told you that, that like, let's say I'm um, use a very practical example in that if your cycle for, for missing the gym every, every morning or every couple of days is that when your alarm clock goes off, you hit snooze three times. And then by the time you wake up, it's time for you. You miss your gym time. You got to start getting ready for work. So if you set your alarm clock for to go off 30 minutes earlier than you would normally do, you're, you're, 
you're going to hit that cycle, but you disrupted the cycle because now you have an opportunity to wake up and go to the gym because you said it for 30 minutes earlier. So, so that way, when you hit the snooze three times, you're actually at the time that you were supposed to wake up anyway. And, and you're disrupting the cycle. It is very simplistic. And, and, it, and I know that is, that, that is, that is not a foolproof um, fix, but I'm, I'm giving you a practical example of things that you can do. And you have to break up that cycle. And for some people, unfortunately, and I hate to say this, that some people, their stick is going to be some type of tragedy. Unfortunately, I don't. I wish that I wish that I wish I wish that it would not come to that that case. But for some people, your cycle is only going to be broken. Your stick is going to be a tragedy of losing someone, of, of sickness. And that's going to break up your cycle. Sometimes the only way to break up this cycle is for you to lose something or for you to, to, to lose confidence in something. And sometimes to lose confidence in your health, to lose confidence in your relationship. And you have to shake it up. I was talking to someone, a friend before, and they, and they said they thought that when they were married, and they were going through this cycle and they weren't they weren't doing as well as they thought they they thought they were doing the right things and they thought their marriage was good and put together but they, it wasn't where it needed to be and the shakeup unfortunately was divorce because they weren't living the way that they they, they didn't find out that they needed it that they, they they weren't on the right path and they weren't doing the right things until it was too late and I know that as, as a Christian, uh, I should not be saying that the divorce uh, was their stick, that, that was what broke their cycle. But they were living in this cycle that they could not, that they could not break. And it wasn't. And, and, and the only way to disrupt the path that they were on, where they, that they were saved from something worse, was to shake up their, their marriage. And, it, and the shake up of their marriage led to both of them living healthier and happier lives. And I know as a Christian, I probably shouldn't. I'm not advocating divorce, but for some people, it's the only way that God can get your attention is to shake up your marriage. And for some people, the shakeup does not lead to divorce, but the shakeup leads to them saying, hey, how can we improve this thing? We're on this cycle and it's not working. And. These are the things, these are the sticks, these are the things that will shake up your life, that will shake up the cycle, that will disrupt the motion that you are on. And we won't even, we won't, we may not understand it. We may not know why we're on the cycle, but the disruption of the cycle causes, is meant to get your attention. So that way you can focus and look into why, just think of why did the cycle, why, why have you fallen? And if you think about, I, I use my example of Big Daddy, the first thing that's going to happen is that when they trip over the, the stick, they'll look back and say, what disrupted my motion? And they realize it was the stick. And it was a, it, and if it was a good motion, if it was a good cycle, rather, they would decide, man, what can I do to avoid the stick? But if it was a bad motion, they realized that the stick may have very well saved their life. Because what we say the stick, in fact, so, so then the, on the other side of it is that later on in the movie, uh, they uh, trying to do the right thing. They put a sign that said, they hold a sign that says slow down. And so now, now the disruptive motion puts them on the right path rather than something that can cause them hurt. 
And, and so it's those things, it's those things that disrupt our motion, that, that, that throw off our, our flow, that curves us to the right position. And those are things that we, that we have to realize that we are in cycles, bad cycles, good cycles, and our life is a cycle. But we have to be willing to look at the things that are, that, that, that are hurting us, that cycles that are leading to our death, that are cycles that are leading to our unhealthiness, the cycles that are leading us to, to bad relationships. Why does it seem like I'm always in a bad relationship? Well, hey, I have a cycle. I say that I'm going to do these things, and then I find myself in a, in a, in a, once again in that same page where I'm in a bad relationship. What decisions are leading me to this? Sometimes you need a stick. You need someone, you need a friend to wake you up and say, hey, you make bad relationship decisions. And choices. Oh, why? Why do you say that? Hey, this is why. And and so when you when you get lonely, you, you your standards go down, and you just jump into whatever relationship you is, and you're very more open. Why you're open a lot more than when you are having a, when you're in a good place in your life. So when you're in a bad place in your life, maybe that time is that. Hey, maybe I need to shut things off so that way I don't. I'm not dating at the time. No, I don't. There's no one answer to how to disrupt the motion. Of your bad cycles But there is an answer And I told you that there's something that's going to come Through prayer and fasting I, There's some things That I, I couldn't shake Whether it was, was uh, my, 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 my My cycle of pornography My cycle of, 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 of Self gratification My cycle of premarital sex And I, I've shared this in the sermon It wasn't like that Some things I, I'd never I never conquered and God is still, God still had to work with me on and he still had to touch me and, and, and pray. And I had to pray about it. And there's some things that, that if it was not for the grace of God, I would not have swerved off that path. And I think a lot of times that there's some cycles we think that we'll lose the desire for that cycle, whatever it is. There's some people that, that uh, in a cycle of addiction, to alcohol and they never lose the desire of alcohol they just have to avoid it altogether there's some people that that can that can stop drinking at a drop of a hat cold turkey and never want it again and be around it and not want it again but there's others of us that that cannot and when they just they avoid situations where there's plenty of free alcohol liquor uh, flowing because they realize that when they're in that situation, the only thing that's going to keep them one is the grace of God, but two, that they that the flavor and the thirst and the desire for that thing has not gone anywhere. That, that's just the reality of it is that some things that God as in these cycles that we're going through, some things God will remove the desire and some things there won't, there's not. If I'm being honest, if, if I can be 100% transparent with you, is that I never, even in my in the in the the midst of my my battle with uh, my 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 sexual convictions, I never wanted God to take the, my desire for sex away. I wanted something like even if I, in my my time saying, you know what, I am going to be abstinent. I'm going to. Uh, uh, I am going to be celibate and I'm going to wait to marriage for this thing. And even as I'm trying to do it, I never wanted God to take the desire so that way that I would always have it for my wife. And so I never wanted that desire taken away. There's some things that God doesn't take the desire away, but some things he will. 
But some things he won't. Some things uh, the Bible says, uh, Paul said three times that there's a thorn in my side to keep me humble. And three times I asked God to take it away from me. And he said, my grace is sufficient for you. When you are weak, I am strong. And sometimes something that you're going to need God's strength and not your own strength. It's just the reality of it is, is that it is a strong reality. And so the, the, the desire for these things never went anywhere. I didn't I didn't stop one and a half sex. I just had to I had to try and and to one pray and ask for God's grace. But I actually really but be honest with myself. I had to know my, my moments of vulnerability. I had to know where I couldn't be and where I could where, where I could be and where I couldn't be. Where I needed I had to know when I couldn't send a text or I shouldn't uh, send a text. But really, yeah, when I shouldn't send a text. I had to know where, where's the barriers on, on conversations. I had to know those things. I had to know myself. I had to be honest with myself and tell myself what was the weaknesses. What were the things that I was struggling with? What, what is my, what is my, you know what? I can't resist past this point. And that's the reality that these are, these, those are my sticks. Sometimes the stick is being honest about the thing that you struggle with. If we could be honest with ourselves, but being honest with ourselves means knowing ourselves. And a lot of people can't be honest with themselves because they don't know themselves and they don't spend enough time knowing themselves. And the, the, the tragedy is when you don't know yourself, you will involve that is how you involve other people into your cycles. And that's what happened with me because I wasn't familiar who, with who I was. I didn't know myself well enough, so I couldn't be honest with myself. So I involved this other person in my cycle that should have never been there. These cycles can kill us, beloved. They can truly kill us and they can drag us in places that we do not need to go and where we need to be. But what I am telling you is that what you need is something to disrupt the cycle. You need someone, something that will say, hey, let me turn you on the right path. And you're going to need prayer. You're going to need prayer. You're going to need self-reflection time. You're going to need God to reveal himself to you so that way he can reveal you to him, to you. And it's all those things you're going to need to be honest. You're going to need to be honest and say, this is what I struggle with. You're going to stop, need to stop holding it in and think that you're the only person. Because the reality is you're not the only person and you're not alone. So do not listen to that trick of the enemy. You are not in this by yourself. Beloved, we have to break the cycles. And the first step to breaking this cycle, as easy, as simple as, as it sounds, is admitting that it is a cycle and it's something that you struggle with. When you do that, you relieve so much pressure from yourself. Cycles. Let us learn from our cycles so our con- confession can be like the second part of Jonathan Reynolds' song. Because I am not in a cycle anymore. You no longer have to be a victim to your cycle. Be honest about it and let's face it. God bless you and God love you. And remember, Never let your independence from God Never let your independence Rob you from your dependence on God Thank you for joining me Until next time God bless you, God love you 
Hey family, I want to thank you for listening to the Barnabas Speaks podcast for another week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you for coming out. If you enjoyed yourself, you were blessed by this. Please share it. Remember, you can be you can subscribe on iTunes, you can subscribe on Google Play, or even SoundCloud. Once again, thank you for listening, and I God bless you, and I love you. Uh, if you have any questions, you have any concerns, or you want to speak about your relationship with Christ, or you just want to talk about some more encouraging, empowerment things, feel, re- feel free to reach me at cloyd.brown at rlcrdu.com, or you can reach me on my social media platforms. Facebook is Cloyd Stephon Brown. Instagram is at Cloyd Brown. Twitter is at Gentleman Cloyd. I look forward to hearing from you. And thank you, thank you, thank you. And remember, never let your independence rob you from your dependence on God. God bless you.